Before we get into today's episode, I have a couple of quick announcements. Quick, of course, being a relative term. First off, Thursday's episode of Just Another Fanboy is going to land on Friday. There's a couple of reasons for this. Reason number one is that Thursday is April 1st, and I, for one, am not a big fan of April Fool's Day. I mean, I got nothing against the holiday, but I am one of these gullible idiots that will get out on the internet on April 1st and read articles on various websites about maybe a new movie that's coming out or a new comic book that's being produced, and I'll buy into the whole thing, regardless of how ridiculous it might sound, and then learn, of course, later in the day that it's just an April Fool's joke, and then I get angry. Because I'm afraid that some of these people that put these jokes together, they may throw some properties together or throw some ideas together that in their minds sounds ridiculous. Nobody's going to believe this. People are going to think this is this is insane. But nine times out of ten, I read it and I think, well, why aren't they doing this? Once I once I realize it's a joke, I get angry because I'm thinking, well, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they producing this comic book? Why aren't they making this movie? And I can't give you any examples because I try to block that kind of stuff out of my mind after I have my fit of rage once I realize that it's not true. So I just don't want to release any content out there on April Fool's if I can help it. I mean, I'm gonna. There's stuff that's going to come out, but just not that episode. Because really, the second reason is is truly the real reason. And that's on Wednesday, March 31st, I will be watching Godzilla vs. Kong. Wednesday night when it's released on HBO Max. And I would like that to be the subject of this week's second Just Another Fanboy episode. But I'm not going to have time to watch the movie Wednesday night after work and then sit down and record my thoughts about it and then edit those thoughts and then get that episode up for y'all to be waiting for you bright and early Thursday morning. So instead, I'm going to watch the movie on Wednesday and then Thursday night I will record the episode and get it ready and put out there for y'all on Friday. Beyond that, I just wanted to remind everybody that my new show has officially started, Event or Else. It's my very first video show. You can find the video out there on YouTube and on Facebook. If you just go to eventorelse.com, then that's all, that's all you need. That's the only link you're going to need because you'll find a link to the YouTube channel. You'll find a link to the Facebook channel or whatever they call it on Facebook. And, and, uh, yeah. First episode is out. It is entitled Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number one because this is the show in which I read most every major Marvel and DC event one issue at a time. So you don't have to. And then I do an episode for every issue. Season one is Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, which was a miniseries released by Marvel Comics, a 12-issue series from 1984 into 1985, and that's going to be season one. When I'm done with that, we'll do Crisis on Infinite Earths. That'll be season two, and so on, and so on, and so on. So I invite you all to go out there to eventorelse.com and just check it out. I could really use your support on this. If you're a YouTube person, go to the channel, give it a look. There's a trailer and an episode up at this point. Give it a look, subscribe, like it, all that good stuff. If you're a Facebook person, go out there, watch it, like the video, leave your comments, leave your feedback. I could just, I just really want as many eyes on this as possible because I think this sucker could go places. Until then, 
Let's get into this episode. Before I can do that, I have to tell you that the following podcast was recorded on Friday, March the 26th for my patrons and now is being released to you folks on the Just Another Fanboy feed. And of course, spoilers are going to be all over the place. Enjoy! Welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast. I'm your host, Steven. And let's just talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier already, okay? Episode number two came out today. Today is Friday. I'm giving this to you, the patrons, today on Friday. Rejoice. Celebrate. Two episodes in, folks. Four left to go. That means next week we're going to be halfway done. Halfway done with this series. And it's just firing on all cylinders already and everything. We get... Both Bucky and Sam together for the first time. Well, the first time in this series. They've obviously been together a number of times in the movies, but they're together for the first time in this series in this episode. And Bucky is not happy with Sam. He's very disappointed that Sam gave away the shield. Well, let's back up for a second. So the show opens with John Walker, the new Captain America. He is in the locker room of his old high school where he used to play football because he's 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 just he's cruising around. He's walking around. He's looking at the lockers. He finds his old football locker. He is in army fatigues at this point. He's not in his Captain America outfit. He has that with him in a garment bag. A woman comes in. She is either his girlfriend or his wife. She gives him a little pep talk. She leaves and then a dude comes in who we find out later is named Lamar Hoskins. He is from the comic books. He often teamed up with John Walker, whether he was Super Patriot or Captain America or U.S. Agent. He went by the name Battlestar. He also gives J.W. a pep talk. Then we go out to the football field where there is a band playing and there's all kinds of just reveille going on. People are celebrating. There's folks in the stands. They're having fun. And out comes John Walker in his new Captain America outfit. He's signing autographs as he makes his way out to the 50-yard line where a stage has been set up. And he's there to do an interview with Good Morning America. And this is where we find out what his qualifications are as far as why he was chosen to be Captain America. He's like the only person to ever win three medals of honor or something like that. We see him training with the shield. He makes a point to mention that unlike Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, he doesn't have any money and he doesn't have any superpowers. I think both of those statements are crap. He obviously has the backing of the federal government behind him. He may not have his own money, but he's got federal money. And I also think he has taken the super soldier serum because that becomes a big thing in this episode. We then meet up with Sam. Sam is getting ready to leave on a mission to find out what the Flag Smashers are doing. That's when Bucky shows up and the two have a conversation. Bucky, again, he's not happy that Sam gave up the shield. Of course, Sam tells him that he he didn't know that they were going to give it to somebody else. I have a feeling that if he if Sam was told, hey, uh, if you give up the shield, we're just going to have somebody else be Captain America. That probably would have made Sam's 
decision for him. I just realized I don't know if I said Sam or Bucky earlier. It doesn't matter. I do that a lot. If you listen to this show, you know that I do that a lot. I often mix names up because my brain isn't thinking when I'm talking. I'm just I'm just freaking talking. Anyway, Sam jumps on a plane to go confront the Flag Smashers. He uh, Red Wing has been following them and they there's a group of them hanging out in Munich. And so Bucky goes along with him. They find the flag, this this small group of flag smashers in a warehouse, an old abandoned warehouse. They're they're filling up trucks with something. All of them seem to have super strength. Bucky and Sam follow the trucks out. There's a there's just a, a spectacular fight on top of these trucks, and Captain America and Battlestar show up at one point. They're, the big fight's going on on top of these trucks. It looks like Sam and Bucky are going to lose, but then Captain America shows up. In fact, Sam and Bucky get knocked off of the trucks. They Well, Bucky is hanging onto the bottom of one of the trucks, and Sam has to fly under the truck to save him from falling, and they end up... The, the Flag Smashers get away, basically. Um, I think I mentioned last week that... There was this character by the name of the Power Broker, and I keep meaning to look him up. I think I'm going to do that right now. Let's just pause for a moment, shall we? So the Power Broker, I mentioned him last week. He was a guy that was giving powers to people or um, super strength and whatnot to various individuals in the comic. I feel like he was involved somehow in this ultimate class wrestling association that the thing was a part of. And I, I think his association was just simply people who wanted to wrestle would come to him and he would give them the super strength and they would go and and they would do this wrestling, but he is going to be a part of this show. They mention him in this show. And at one point after the flag smashers get away, who are led by a woman named Carly Morgenthau. And if you're not aware, the character of the Flag Smasher in the comic books, it's a dude and his name is Carl Morgenthau. So there's that. Anyway, she gets a text on her phone from some anonymous person saying, you have stolen, you have what you have taken what is mine and I am going to kill you. I'm assuming at this point, this is from the power broker because his men do show up to try to take them out, but they escape. But I'm guessing that they took from him uh, maybe this super soldier serum. The serum is mentioned a couple of times in the show. And the Flag Smashers, I'm assuming, have taken it from the power broker. I don't know how he got it. I don't know if he worked for the government. I, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. But we do get a hint that it did come originally from the government, of course, because Sam introduces or Bucky introduces Sam to Isaiah Bradley, who was the Captain America of the 50s. He was in the Korean War um, when Bucky was the Winter Soldier and was doing stuff during the Korean War. He fought Isaiah Bradley, Captain America. They don't mention, they don't call him Captain America at all in this episode. They basically say he was he was someone that was feared by Hydra, just like Captain America was. But he is a character from the comics, and he was experimented on. Um, he was given this the super soldier serum and whatnot, and he became the Captain America of the 50s. And uh, he's got a grandson living with him in the comic books. He's got a grandson named I- Eli Bradley, 
who I don't remember his superhero name, but he is one of the members of the Young Avengers. And there's a lot of these Young Avengers characters that are just showing up here and there. Um, Wanda's two boys in WandaVision, they were in the Young Avengers. Scott Lang's daughter, she ends up being in the Young Avengers and so on and so on and so on. So maybe they're leading up to something. I don't know. But there was some really great moments between Sam and Bucky in this episode. They obviously don't like each other and yet respect each other and yet like each other. It's it's they've got one of these buddy cop love hate type of relationships and they're they're always cracking wise to each other. And there were some really funny jokes, uh, most of which I don't quite remember. I do remember. Okay, so there was a moment when when Bucky is creeping through this warehouse to go spy on the Flag Smashers and Sam is talking to him through his communicator and he says, look at you being all stealthy all that time hanging out in Wakanda. You feel like you're the White Panther. And Bucky says, actually, it's the White Wolf. And Sam's like, what? What what do you mean? Because because he was called the White Wolf in Wakanda. And uh, there were some really good ones that I just laughed out loud. And now I should have written them down because there was some just some really funny moments between the two of them. And I think they work really well together. I mean, I knew that in Civil War there, they had some pretty funny moments together in Civil War. And uh, I think they're good. They're a good team. They're a good partnership because of that. I think they make a very interesting, entertaining uh, show, which I guess that's what we're seeing. Anyway, there is a moment after they go to see Isaiah Bradley. They're standing outside. The two police cars show up. And they're basically hassling Sam. It's this very social commentary moment about the differences in the way the police treat black men versus white men, because they are they're very hostile towards Sam. What are you doing here? Why are you out here on the street? What's going on? Let me see your ID. And Sam, of course, is like, I'm not going to show you my ID. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just standing here talking to my friend and and. uh Bucky has to basically tell them, do you understand who this is? And one of the cops realizes that it's the Falcon and he tells the other cop. And then, of course, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. We didn't realize who you were. And they go back to the car to run some information, I guess. And then they come back and they tell Bucky that they have to arrest him because he missed a court mandated therapy appointment. But when they approach him, they're very... I'm, I, I, I do apologize, sir, but I'm afraid we are going to have to arrest you. And they're very polite and they're very nice about it. And they're, they treat him completely differently because he is a white man compared to the way they were just treating Sam. And then there is a, an impromptu therapy session because Bucky's therapist shows up. She actually ran ops with John Walker. We found out that they were on the same team together back in the day when uh, he was just a military guy. And uh, John Walker is the reason why Bucky is being let out of jail. And he tells the therapist uh, this, he's going to be missing some appointments. This just, he, we need him for stuff and he can't be making these regular appointments and whatnot. And then John and Lamar meet Sam and Bucky outside the police station and There's a moment when, because they're basically like, you need our help. We need your help. We need to be working this together. And you get kind of a moment. You get kind of the sense. You kind of see poking at the edges that John has a bit of an anger issue. It doesn't come out. He doesn't erupt 
enraged, but you can kind of see it there tingling on the surface. You can kind of see him holding it back a bit. And based on how he ended up being in the comic books, this is probably something that's going to come out and it's going to lead to one of the reasons why Sam has to take him down and then become Captain America himself. Beyond that, I can't really think of much else that happened in the episode. Poor uh, Red Wing got destroyed. Carly Morgenthau, the leader of the Flag Smashers, just smashed poor little Red Wing. I was just getting to the point where I was enjoying Red Wing. I was thinking, because they've started giving him these, these little beeps and boops that he does, and you start not quite humanizing. I mean, it's just a drone, right? It's just a drone that Sam controls. But I feel like Red Wing is one step away from being a artificially intelligent droid, like a freaking R2-D2 or or Skeets that used to hang out with uh, Booster Gold all the time. And I'm really hoping that that's going to end up happening. And I I think it would be fun if they use the excuse of Red Wing being destroyed, they they rebuild Red Wing and he becomes sentient to a certain extent, you know, like a freaking droid or something. I think that would be a lot of fun. I would like to see Red Wing because in the comic books, Red Wing is an actual Falcon. Sam is able to mentally connect with this Falcon and see through its eyes and speak with it and all that good stuff. So rather than introduce an actual Falcon into the into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they gave him this little drone. And at first it was just a tool. And in this show, it's almost like I said, it's almost like they were giving it, they were starting to give it a bit of a personality. And I would like to see that happening. I, I would like Red Wing to be less of a of a of a tool that he has to use and more of a you know a, a character that has uh, feelings and all that stuff. So again, this was a another great episode. We do get to see Baron Zemo at the very end because they need to talk to somebody with ties to Hydra about how maybe this super soldier serum got out. And so there, Sam and, and Bucky are going to go see him in prison. We know that eventually he's going to get out based on the trailers. Uh, so I'm assuming that much of episode three will be dealing with Baron Zemo. But before before I wrap it up and send you on your way, I I may do over on just another fanboy. You know, when I did WandaVision, I did a couple of my firsts episodes to kind of tie the comic books into the show. I talked about the first appearance of Wanda, Scarlet Witch. I talked about the first appearance of Vision. And I talked about the first appearance of Monica Rambeau. I don't know if I'm going to do that yet or not for this, but I want to do, I do want to point out some comics that if if you want to go out there and seek out these comics and read them to maybe get to know more about some of these characters, let me, let me just throw some issues at you. So for John Walker and really for Lamar Hoskins as well, because he tends to show up in, in the same issues that John Walker shows up in early in his career. So he was first introduced as a supervillain called Super Patriot. And his first appearance there was in Captain America 323 back in November of 1986. He became the new Captain America in issue 333 of Captain America after a reappearance in issue 327. So we first see him in issue 323 he comes back for an issue in 327, and then he's introduced as the new Captain America 
in 333. And then there are a number of issues at this point. He basically, he remained the main character of Captain America from issue 333 all the way through issue 350. So those are some issues you'll want to check out if you want to learn more about him. He did become a member of the West Coast Avengers at one point, and he did have his own limited series in 1993, but I don't have any of those West Coast Avengers issue numbers in front of me. If you want to know more about Isaiah Bradley, there was a seven-issue limited series that came out in 2003 for Marvel Comics, and it was called Truth, Red, White, and Black, and it was all about Isaiah Bradley. It was written by Robert Morales, and the art was by Kyle Baker. I'll be honest with you, I didn't read this. I haven't read this yet. It's on my list. There are so many comics that are on my list ready to read. But the idea here behind Isaiah Bradley was that it was kind of a metaphor playing on the whole Tuskegee study where the government gave. Well, they they told they 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 told uh, the public that they were doing um, experiments to try to cure Good Lord, I don't remember what it was now, polio or something. And they did these experiments uh, predominantly on black men. And so this is the same thing where they they are doing uh, experiments with the super soldier serum, but they're doing it on black men back in the late 40s and early 50s. Uh, Because as far as they were concerned back then, just being black, these soldiers and these men were disposable. but again, I haven't read it yet. I need to. I'd like to read it. It's on my list. I'll get to it at some point and, and maybe we'll talk about it on the show at some point. But uh, those are some books that you should probably be reading if you want to learn more about these characters. And I may have more books for you in the next episode. But until then, folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate you being a member of the Patreon. Patreon. I always get that wrong. I appreciate you being a member of my Patreon being a patron of the Patreon. I cannot thank you enough for supporting me the way you're doing, and uh, it means a lot, and I really, I really, really do appreciate it. I'm out. Thanks. Good job. Ooh.